No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we're going to see how after 13 years of being a slave, God exalted Joseph to be prime minister over all of Egypt. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 41, right here on Simply the Bible. Things were looking up for Joseph. After being stuck in the king's dungeon and forgotten by the king's butler, he was finally being remembered. Pharaoh had two dreams that troubled him, and none of his magicians or wise men could tell him what they meant. The butler finally spoke up about Joseph, who had correctly interpreted his own dream. Joseph shaved and changed his clothes and was now standing before Pharaoh. We pick it up in Genesis 41, 17. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking and fat, and they fed in the meadow. Then, behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and gaunt. Such ugliness I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as at the beginning. So I awoke. Also I saw in my dream, and suddenly seven heads came up on one stalk, full and good. Then behold, seven heads, withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind, sprang up after them. And the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. It is interesting how Pharaoh openly confides in this 30-year-old Hebrew who up until now has been a prisoner in the dungeon. He is desperate for answers. Pharaoh's magicians were no match for this young man who was anointed by God. 400 years later, Pharaoh's magicians would again be shamed by another Hebrew named Moses. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. God was showing the king what he was about to do. Later, God would do the same thing with King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon by giving him a dream that Daniel would interpret. We are told in Proverbs 21.1, 1, 
The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. What a benefit it was that God was showing Pharaoh what was going to happen ahead of time so that he could prepare for it. Pharaoh could not control the future, but knowing the future, he could take appropriate action. Imagine what a blessing it would be for our leaders today to know the future so that they could wisely prepare for it. Psalm 25, 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. This is one of the reasons we are admonished in Scripture to pray for our rulers and for all those in authority so that we may live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. We need leaders who have God's perspective on world events and who act proactively. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. If our leaders would earnestly seek God's wisdom for the problems we face, God would reveal much to them. During the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln faced seemingly insurmountable problems, and this is what he said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all around me seemed insufficient for the day. May God give us such praying leaders. It is wise for us to consider that the times of plenty don't last forever. There are plentiful years followed by lean years. Years of recession come after years of prosperity. Many young people don't take this into account. I was blessed to have the example of my grandparents and parents who lived through the Great Depression and learned to live frugally, to scrimp and to save, and above all, to trust God. They taught me valuable lessons that I didn't always take to heart at the time, but looking back, I've learned to appreciate. But not everyone has this wisdom. They live it up during the prosperous years, but when circumstances change, the economy tanks, their health fails, or they lose their job, they're in a world of hurt. God revealed what he was about to do so that the king of Egypt could prepare and provide for his people. The years of famine would be so severe that the years of plenty would be forgotten. Verse 33. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land, for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. The knowledge of what God was going to do was not to produce passive resignation, but aggressive action. Proverbs 27.12 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Joseph is only 30 years old, yet he is advising the king of Egypt. By giving good, practical wisdom, Joseph shows that not only was he gifted with insight in interpreting dreams, 
but also knowledgeable in administration. Those years of being master over Potiphar's household paid off. God has given us brains, and he doesn't want us to keep them in the refrigerator. A godly person is intensely spiritual, but also thoroughly practical. It was probably when Oliver Wendell Holmes observed the lack of practical wisdom in some Christians that he wrote, Some people are so heavenly-minded that they are no earthly good. That was certainly not the case with Joseph. The normal taxation was 10%, but Joseph suggests doubling this to be sure that sufficient will be laid up during the good years to last through the famine. Proverbs 6.6 says, Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. Jesus pointed out that the children of this world are wiser in their generation than the children of light, for they know how to prepare for their future. This wisdom of Joseph's plan was that the food would be stored up in the cities throughout Egypt, where it could also be distributed during the famine. Verse 37, So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. One of the gifts of the Spirit is the gift of wisdom, which is wisdom that God gives you at just the right time for a certain situation. Clearly, this gift was operating through Joseph. Jesus told his disciples that when they were brought before kings, not to worry beforehand about what they would say. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. How wonderful it is when God gives you wisdom that stops the mouths of your adversaries. Pharaoh wasn't Joseph's adversary, but God gave Joseph wisdom that impressed Pharaoh and his advisors so that they had nothing more to say. It just seemed right to everyone. That's how the gift of wisdom works. And not only that, but they recognized that the Spirit of God was in Joseph. Considering Joseph's interpretation of the dream, his wisdom, and just the overall way he conducted himself, it was obvious that God's anointing was upon this young man. This is my hope and prayer for the church in today's culture, that it would be evident to everyone that we have the Spirit of God in us. And how is the Spirit of God manifested? The fruit of the Spirit is love. Jesus said, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is the way we ought to conduct ourselves in the family of God and among outsiders. This is the way we make Christianity attractive and lead others to Christ. Pharaoh and his servants were so impressed with Joseph that the king made him prime minister. Joseph literally went from the dark dungeon to being second in command over all of Egypt in one day. Only God can do that.
God may not have the position of prime minister for you, but he has called you to be the light of the world. Every believer in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit living in him or her. 1 John 4.4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Through the Word and the Holy Spirit, God gives you spiritual insight. He gives you practical wisdom so that you can solve problems. He helps you bear the fruit of love, even with difficult, trying people. And this he does so that your light will so shine before people that they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Just like God prepared Joseph for this moment of exaltation, he is preparing you to be a lamp on a lampstand. Shine, Christian, shine. You were born for this day. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet every Sunday morning at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. If you'd like to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Next week, we're going to see how the Lord made Joseph forget his toil and affliction and then used him to feed and bless nations. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.